0: I'm sad about that because I enjoy Thanksgiving. Um, today's the last day of November. And who here loves Christmas? Raise your hand if you love Christmas. All right, put your hands down. Now raise your hand if. Now if you don't like Christmas, I don't want, you, I don't want to anybody to know that. We'll pray for you. Raise your hand if you like Christmas music. All right, so someone here, tell me one of your favorite Christmas songs. Oh, Holy Night. Oh, Holy Night. Wait, hang on. What? Uh, what? Mary, did you know Oh, Holy Night? We Three Kings? Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer? Noel? Carol of the Bells? Jingle bells, all I want for Christmas is a hippopotamus, All right, joy to the world, Mary did you know, do you hear what I hear, the Grinch, Christmas, I was waiting, no one, I was waiting for someone to say, who loves Christmas shoes? Uh, there's, there's about six of you. All right. Anybody else? Did you remember it? That's Christmas to me. All right. So this one is not one of my favorite songs, but tell me, give me some sound in the drums, your drum cage, and I'm not going to be able to hear you. So raise your hand if you know I'm going to play this song, okay? Tell me when you can identify it. That wasn't the song, that was just me warming up. I'm not as good of a drummer as Graham, but did anybody know what song that might be? Did they? What was it? Some people sold it because I'm hearing jingle bells. So they started singing the right song? All right. I mean, it probably was because of my drum skills that you guys, that you guys got that. Yeah. So... For those of you that have not maybe heard this song or saw the movie, the old movie, we're going to dim these lights, and I want you to just watch one one of my more favorite renditions of this song, and just watch and listen to the words. There might be a quiz. to Anybody just get introduced to pentatonics for the first time, okay? <laughs> Do you know there are no musical instruments that... That's somebody's mouth. That's pretty, that's pretty solid stuff. They're, uh, they're a very talented group. Um, not apostolic Pentecost or anything yet, in Jesus' name, but they But tonight, I'm going to talk to you about the little drummer boy. The little drummer boy. (laughs) Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. Praise your name. Thankful to be here tonight, God, and that you just speak to us through what's going to be a fun message, but Lord, just one that you'd really help some things come to light and to life for all of us here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So here's a fun trivia question for you adults. The Little Drummer Boy was, a, you're going to want this for like a Trivial Pursuit sometime. The Little Drummer Boy was originally known as what? The song, not the person. The Carol of the Drum. Yeah, see, see, you're ever playing trivia Pursuit sometime, you're going to look really smart. It was a popular Christ- uh, Christmas song written by American composer Catherine Kennecott Davis in 1941. It was first recorded in 1951 by the Trapp family, and then it was further popularized by a 1958 recording by the Harry Simeon Corral. That was the one from, if you've seen this old movie here, that's on that. And I was going to play that tonight, but in my head when I was watching it, I don't know why I saw the first two to three rows of the youth group just keeled over laughing at my old song, (sighs) so I went with pentatonics. Kids, I told you, or adults, what was one line from that song, something that you're like, stuck out, I don't want to just, just don't regurgitate the words, but something that was a line in the song that you're like, that really stuck out to me, that was a cool line. I played my best for him, okay? Anyone else? A line that stuck out. That, de- that definitely stuck out. That's, they repeated that. Good job. Yes, yes. Someone else? Then he smiled at me. Anyone else? Any lines stick out to you? I heard somebody say something. I have no gift to bring. Anyone else? See, we're gonna look at this song here a little bit tonight. In the lyrics, the singer relates as a how poor a young boy was summoned, possibly by the wise men, to the nativity of Jesus. Without a gift for the infant, the little drummer boy played his drum with the approval of Jesus' mother Mary. And now the questions that some of you may be asking, just so that we can clear up some things before we go any further. What part of the Bible was the little drummer boy found in? Is he found in Matthew? Is he found in Mark, Luke, John? Was he real? Was there really a little drummer boy? Did a drummer boy come and play for Jesus? Do we find a drummer boy in the Bible? Well, let's let's just go ahead and get this clear. A little drummer boy is not found in Scripture. Just to clarify, I don't want anybody to get confused and be like, my pastor preached about the little drummer boy. I promise he's there. Like, no, let's clarify. Luke tells us that there were a group of sh- uh, shepherds that visited the manger where the newborn Christ was laid. Matthew tells us a group of wise men from the east visited the, Jesus in Bethlehem, but not necessarily at the manger. Neither gospel writes about, the, uh, uh, about a drummer boy. Actually, they don't even write about the presence of animals for that matter. Now I'm really rocking your world tonight. So the nativity scenes, although it very, very well is possible that it had a little horse and a little lamb and stuff sitting there, we don't read about that. Traditional manger scenes that depict the little German by cows, sheep, donkeys, are displaying creative additions to the biblical story. Not that they weren't there, they just aren't mentioned. What we know about the birth story of Jesus is he was conceived through an act of the Holy Ghost through a virgin Mary. Mary was engaged to a man named Joseph. Mary and Joseph lived in Nazareth, the town in Galilee, but they traveled to Bethlehem in compliance with an order by Caesar. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Jesus' first bed was a manger because there was no room for him in an inn, in the inn. A group of shepherds visited Jesus' manger. Joseph and Mary made a trip to the temple in Jerusalem to fulfill the law of Moses. The wise men visited Jesus. How many were there? (laughs) I love trick questions. Guess what? The Bible never tells us how many there were. But there were three gifts, so that's where people go, well, three gifts. I'm probably three of them. I'm I'm certain. And so, uh, but the Bible does not tell us that. Joseph and Mary fled to Egypt to escape Herod's cruelty. Mary and Joseph returned to Nazareth. This is what we know scripturally. Whether or not a little drummer boy ever visited Jesus in the manger is not told to us. There were naturally many people who interacted with Jesus to whom the Bible is silent. It's certainly the Bible does not record every personal conversation, every person who visited Jesus. So it's possible, but there's not even a hint of a little drummer boy in the scripture. There's no biblical grounds that he's there, and he's a fictional character in this narrative. And so, It's possible he might have existed, but if he did, I don't think Mary, Jesus' mother, would have smiled at a boy banging on a drum as she tried to lay her baby down for a nap. I just wanted to make that clear before we went any further. So the writer of this song, though, never said... Ba rum bum bum. Let me tell you a real biblical story. They didn't never claimed that. They never said it was a real biblical story. I just wanted to clarify. But instead, what I will say is the beautiful song captured the spirit of the season and really the spirit of our Savior. And so, if you listen to the lyrics, and as is, is even though that Jonathan's right, yep, the ba rum ba bum bum was there. I'm gonna cut out the ba rum ba bum bum. So allow me to have my creative. Creativity, just so I can read the words without the ba -ba bum bum (laughs) bum Come, they told me, a newborn king to see, our finest gifts we bring, to lay before the king, so to honor him when we come. Little baby, I'm a poor boy too. I have no gift to bring that's fit to give the king. Shall I play for you on my drum? Mary nodded. The ox and lamb kept time. I played my drum for him. I played my best for him. Then he smiled at me, me and my drum. It's the words of that song. The little boy is told to go see the newborn king in this song, Jesus Christ. And he appears to be told that others are bringing gifts to honor the baby. And so the boy confesses... I'm poor. I, I, don't, I don't have anything to offer, which is, is significant in itself because I was just reading this in the, in the birth story, how they had to go at the, at the eight days to take Jesus and get him circumcised and go through the formalities of the, the law of Moses. But when they did that, you would bring a sacrifice, an animal sacrifice to the temple at that time. If you did not, if you could not afford one, they didn't go, forget, it and then get out of here. You're, you're, you're poor. You can't bring. Then you would actually bring like turtledoves, pigeons. You'd bring a bird. Do you know that Mary and Joseph brought birds? Which tells us they probably were not well-to-do, financially well-off. And so it says, he says, yeah, I can't bring a gift. But his, his offer is accepted by the king's mom. And the boy plays the best he can. There's a message that we probably have all heard at some point. Have your parents or grandparents or your teachers ever said these words? It is more blessed. It's more blessed to give than to receive. The song is a beautiful reminder that even if I my offering's humble, I can give it to the Savior. And any song that directs our thoughts toward the wonder of God becoming a human being is a good song, and the little drummer does just that. The song correctly points to the humility, the the nature of Christ's birth. Think about it. The savior of the world was born in a stable, laid in a manger. The announcement was made to people that weren't even respected in that culture. Shepherds, angels showed up in a field to shepherds. If we would have chosen to save the world, we would have chosen a costume We would have had a really cool name, like a superhero. We would have had superpowers. Everyone would have known who we were. Okay? We would have chosen to be maybe a family with money or power, authority. God chooses a teenage peasant girl named Mary, a carpenter named Joseph, a small town named Bethlehem, And he was raised in a place called Nazareth that was so insignificant that when he called one of his followers, they said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? So even though the little drummer boy is not a real person, and there really wasn't maybe a young boy playing a drum for Jesus, the beauty of the song is captured in the words, words that paint a picture of the spirit of our Savior. The little drummer boy would walk into a stable with the Savior lying, lying in a manger and he would say, I'm a poor boy too. And in spite of the Magi bringing gifts, we never read that the shepherds brought gifts. When you read the story, and lo, the, the shepherds were in the field and the, and the angels came to them and glory to God in the highest and, and, and then they, and they made the announcement and wow, we're going to go. And they come and worship Jesus and they show up at the manger but they don't bring gifts. From what we can see, they just worshiped and praised him. But when you, when you look through the words of this song, little baby, I am a poor boy too. I have no gift to bring that's fit to give the king. And to this day, none of us here tonight, adults, children, youth, no one here watching online, none of us have a gift to bring him that's fit for him. You can be really, really good, listen, do everything you're supposed to do, and we still aren't good enough because we're sinners, the Bible says. So we never walk in to the presence of Jesus and be like, yeah, I'm here. I got a gift, you know. I don't, I don't have anything that's fit for, for, for King Jesus. But Jesus loves us, and he invites us into his presence. And the next words are, shall I play for you on my drum? This song reminds us that we might not have much to give, but whatever whatever we we have, we can give it to the Lord. But what will he do? What if I play drums like me, and I can only keep a beat for small periods of time? What about when we try to sing, and sometimes the note doesn't come out quite, like in my head, it it was there. Ooh, I hit But then when it came out, you're like, you know, it didn't sound like how it sounded in my head. Or I get up and I preach a message that in my mind, oh, my goodness, it was just a revelatory word where people were slain in the spirit. And I get done and I'm like, what did I just preach? But we do our best. We bring our our best to him. The song reminds us we might not have much to give. What will he do when we bring our best to him? Well, that's found as you read on. It says the acts. And Lamb kept time. That's pretty interesting. Those animals probably keep in better time than some of us, right? I gotta admit. I gotta admit. Do you guys ever have you ever like sang a song and it's been a song you've heard several times? And you're just like, who cares about the words? I'm gonna belt this thing out. And I'm gonna whatever words make sense to me, that's what I'm singing. So what, 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 what song did I recently say? That I said, um, oh, it's the one that you are teaching. You're brand new and that you're teaching. And I said, I've always said, oh, man. But anyway, this one here, I, I, I always said, the ox and lamb kept tight. <laughs> Until I prepared this message. I was like, man, they're keeping time? That's even more impressive. Because I thought they were just tight. You know? <laughs> now they're keeping time. Man, that's, that's, that's solid stuff right there. So I learned something preparing for from my message. And I, and I, and I embarrassed my wife in the meantime. But if I could remember all the songs, I remember being with my buddy. I, I, I was singing a song. I had been singing for like 10 years. It was one of my favorite songs. He's like, dude, that's not even the words. I was like, what? And he's like, the words are this. And it wasn't even like close, and I'm like, I'm going back to singing it my way because I've been singing it this way for 10 years. I can't change now. But then he says, I played my, my best for him. The little boy did his very best for Jesus. He played him a song on his only possession that we, can re- we hear about in this song. He's poor. And he's like, uh, I don't have a gift. Could I, could I play for you on my drum? So it sounded like this was something special. I'm going to pull out, I don't have a lot, I don't have anything I can give you, I don't have a lot to offer, but I do carry around something that really means something to me. And if you'll let me, I'll, I'll give you the best gift that I can, and it's just my best on what I carry. I think it's important to note that the drummer boy did not give Jesus his drum. He gave Jesus his song. You know, sometimes it's actually easier to just reach in our pocket and just drop a dollar in the offering rather than say, no, I'm going to give you something that, that, that maybe even costs me more than the dollar. I'm going I'm I'm to practice and I'm going to try to prepare myself to bring the very best into your presence. In other words, he shared his talents in his worship. We don't always have to give material gifts. We can give of ourselves time, talent, treasure. When we come to the presence of Jesus... Children, are you listening? When we come to the presence of Jesus, always bring him your best. You might say, well, I'm just on to teach rock church. You know, I'm not even the main teacher. I'm just a praise singer. I'm not leading or anything like that. Don't ever walk into anything for Jesus Christ where you have not prayed. And fasted and prepared mentally and spiritually. There's no such thing as I'm just a. Everything you do should be, this is my absolute best. It's the best that I have to bring. And your best may not be the same as someone else's best. Because if I say, bring your best offering today, we read about this in Scripture. There were some religious leaders that they just carried in buckets of money. And they were like really, the Bible paints a picture that they were really proud of themselves. They're like, yes, you can see how much money I have. But they're just like, oh, hang on, I got more over here. And everybody in the temple is just like, wow, they're giving so much to God. And this widow walks in with, with a mite. It's next to nothing. And imagine how hollow that sounds when it just when it just falls down on all their money. And she probably just walks out like, "That there was the best I could bring." And Jesus stops and goes, "Hey, that lady brought more than anybody else." Because to him it wasn't about, "I'm comparing your best with someone else's best." Someone else could give way more, and it's still not their best. And so God never looks at you and says, hey, I'm going to compare you to that person and see which one of you are better. He says, you just better bring me the best that you have. And so I never want to come into the presence of Jesus and settle for anything less than my best. You know what? I want to worship my best. I want to dress my best. I want to give my best. You know, Scripture says you give of your tithe, which a tithe is the first fruit of your increase. That does not mean I'm going to give him what's left over after I get other things taken care of. It is the first, the best. It comes off the top before anything else gets spent or planned for. If I get $100, 10 of it belongs to the Lord before I look at anything else to do with the 90 But on the flip side... Don't compare your worship to someone else's worship. Your clothes to someone else's clothes. When I say dress my, I know that's not a popular message anymore today. But I'm still going to dress my, does that mean like, oh no, I need to start getting designer suits and start paying more for my clothes? No, no. For me, I just, the way I was raised, you could be different. Everybody has their own opinion. But when I come to the house of the Lord, I'm not going to dress up for something nicer in the world than I would for For church, sometimes people will say, why do you dress up so much? You should just be yourself. This is myself. I feel comfortable in a suit. Am I saying everybody has to wear a suit? No, but what I'm saying is when I come to him, I give my best, best in worship, best in what I can, the way I can present myself before you, the best in my giving, in my, my ties, my ministry, my service. And, and when I come and preach a message, I'm doing my best. I know sometimes you're like, really? That was it? But I'm really doing my best. <clears throat> God forbid, I don't, I don't ever, if somebody was crazy enough to call me someday to preach a big conference... I pray that y'all can listen in and pray for me and that you'll say, he didn't preach any different at the conference that he did at the church. That's my hope. That's my prayer. Because I don't, I'm not looking to try, oh, I'm only going to bring my best when there's more people there. And so your offering, don't compare your offering to someone else, your clothes to someone else. God doesn't move by you fitting in with someone else or trying to move ahead of someone else. You know, sometimes in the youth group, we, we get like this. I'm not that old. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Should I confess to him? This is a sad day for me. It's a sad day. Today was the first day I bought a pair of pants. That the, I've bought pants before, but today, today was the first day I bought a pair of pants that the waist was greater than the length. I was, I was a little just. I'm a little. I'm a little discouraged today. Now I'm unbuttoning my suit coat. <laughs> but sometimes in a youth group, we can say, "Oh yeah, we, we just we well worship God." But sometimes we're looking at what someone else is wearing, the shoes that they got, the way that they worship, how they got called to do something, and, and we can start to get competitive. I wanted to be the one that played. I wanted to be the one that sang. I wanted to be the one that played the drums. Why'd they they ask you, man? I could have played. I could have been the little drummer boy tonight. But we can start to look around, and instead of preferring our brother and sister, saying, I want to see you be what God has called you to be. I don't want to be... Well, I hope they ask me instead of you. That attitude will poison your youth group. It will poison your youth group. We have to be looking going, "I want to see you go further and farther, I, just do great things for God, and I want to help you get there. I'm not in competition with you. We're in this journey together. Instead of getting down the road and going, I went further than so-and-so, wouldn't you love to be 20 years from now and in this church or wherever God has you ministering with family and kids and you're hooking up, and get, having dinner together going, man, we've walked this way for so long. Isn't it awesome to see what God has done in our lives? I promise you, you might feel away way now, but 20 years from now, you're not getting dinner with a friend going, huh, I just want you to know I went further than you did. People don't do that. You, you kind of grow out of that, I think. Maybe not everybody, but this is the whole song started with this. Come, they told me. Come. When someone says come, what is that? That's in, it's an invitation. And look what Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty eight: 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, I, for I am we, meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. Look at what John the Revelator says in Revelation twenty two seventeen. 17. He says, the spirit and the bride say, come. Let anyone who hears this say, Come. Let anyone who is thirsty, come. Let anyone who desires drink freely from the water of life. So here we have, the whole song starts with, come, they told me. But it just starts with, come. It's an invitation from the Lord and Savior. You don't have to be afraid to come into my presence. Yeah, but I'm poor. I don't have much to offer. I don't even have really a ton of talents. And come. Come into my presence. Jesus wants all of us to bring him our burdens, bring him our talents, bring him our worship. And as I close, you know what happens when you bring your best to Jesus in worship and talents? The song ends with a simple line that my wife referenced that we sometimes miss. Then he smiled at me, me and my drum. I know about you, but I work really hard to get little kids to smile at me. Like you can be a big executive carrying yourself all dignified and everything. You will see, you'll see the craziest things when like a cute little baby comes. People are like walking around. Hello, praise the Lord, brother. Good to see you, brother. Hey, hey. And then they're like. Hey, <laughs> 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 and people do the craziest stuff. I'm, I, I included. Because if I just get one smile, I'm like, yeah, that made my day right. Did you just see that? And then it drives me crazy when I'm like, he smiled at me. And some parents are like, you know, he does that to everybody. I'm like, shut your mouth. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, that's just gas. I'm like, I'm gonna gas you. But I love that when a little baby just gives a smile. And, and, and the song ends, it could have ended with, And then the presence of God was in the room, and then he blessed me, and then I left my gift. I gave him my only drum. I mean, it could have been really, we could have gotten to Christmas shoes back there in 1958. (laughs) But it ends with, then he smiled at me. You're like, really? That's where we end this song? (laughs) It was, you could have left the drum. It could have been really emotional. He could have blessed you you could have been his first disciple I mean we could have we could have made this cool now I, I, I'm poor and I brought it in and i played my best and he smiled at me now the Lord smiles upon those hear me I'm almost done the Lord smiles upon those who are willing to come into his presence and bring him the best of whatever they have. You might be here. Any five-year-olds, six, seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds, ten-year-olds, eleven. I won't embarrass the youth group. We'll stop there. The 12-year-olds are like, dude, I like the youth group, but I really wanted to raise my hand. (laughs) Anybody in their 40s? You could be seven. You'd be seven and you'd be like, well, I don't really sing like they do. I'm playing. I'm I'm just kind of a kid. I'm eight. I don't, I'm nine. I mean, I, I don't, I don't teach. I don't lead. I don't do these things. Matter of fact, I'm not really even paying attention right now. I'm waiting for him to stop talking. You know, that might be where you're at, but you know what? Jesus Christ looks at you, all of you. Sometimes it's kind of crazy, the circle of life, because sometimes the one that's in their 70s, 80s can sometimes feel like the one that was like seven or eight. I had this time where I was really involved and I don't know if anybody wants me anymore. I've kind of gotten old. People sometimes get like that. I want you to know I value 7, 70, 8, 80, 9, 90, and so does Jesus Christ. That no matter where you're at, what age you are, when, you, when he says come and you say, well, I don't know how much I still have left to offer or I don't know how much I have left to offer. But here's what I'm going to bring you, Jesus. I'm going to bring you the very best that I have. It might just be a rum-bum-bum-bum on a drum. Not anything really special. It might just be me approaching an altar in a minute and just raising my hands and just saying, I don't really even know what to do. I don't really have anything special. I don't know the scriptures. I don't know all the depth, the deep things, but here's what I know that I'm just going to come and raise my hands and I'm going to offer you something tonight. Maybe I don't have money. I don't have anything to put in the offering. But I'm going to come to you and I'm just going to close my eyes and I'm just going to raise my hands as a form of surrender and worship to you. And I'm just just praying that you will accept my gift. Because my gift isn't monetary. It's not physical. It's just... It's just the best that I have. Jesus delights in every one of us. And that line, he smiled at me, kind of wraps it all up as a physical reminder that he accepted that very much. And for those of you that find it hard to accept a gift, take a lesson from Jesus who accepted that gift and the little drummer boy and learn to smile and accept your gifts. I'm not just talking about christmas physical gifts talking about the gift of forgiveness a fresh start hope healing holy ghost eternity so in just a second when you stand why don't you be the little drummer boy or the little drummer girl tonight don't look at what anyone else has to offer Don't look at everybody else's clothes and shoes and talents and what they have and what they don't. Don't look at that. Why don't you just close your eyes and go, God, tonight, I'm going to bring you what I have. Nothing to do with anybody else. There's people probably in this world that are more talented than me and probably some that are less. But it's not about them. It's about me walking into your presence here, intentionally, giving you the very best that I have to offer tonight. And when you do that, I got a funny feeling that even though the little drummer boy is not a biblical story, that there's some biblical truth there. And then when you bring that into his presence, he smiles at you too. Would you stand to your feet and would you just begin to find a place to pray to just now's not the time to look and see who's moving, who's not and what they're bringing and how they're worshiping and how long they're going to stay at the altar. No, no, no. Just get alone with Jesus and give him the best that you have. Just close your eyes and block it all out. It's not about what anybody else does or brings. It's about you bringing the best that you have before the king before your savior and I just know he's going to smile at you he's going to be happy with your offering whatever that is whatever it is that you have to give him if it's your best he's going to receive it it's going to bring him joy Jesus help us We'll bring that to you tonight.